How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Nope, I'm not Mike Lynch, but I am Patrick Harris. Uh, Mike is out of town, so I'm going to take the reins today, and I'm kind of nervous to take the reins today, but I'll tell you what, I do host a baseball radio show as the one chair, as we call it, what Mike does for this show, so I should be able to handle this. We are joined today by my good friend Brian, owner of Lombard House. How are you? I'm doing well. It is nice to have you. I was kind of worried. I was like, I don't want to do a podcast by myself. So who is going to help save well, me on this? I'm probably just as terrified being a guest as you are being <laughs> the one spot, so we'll be good. Great. So we've got a lot to get to today. Um, as always, we'll get the business kind of out of the way. Uh, you can download us wherever you get your podcasts, radio.com, Stitcher, Omni, Apple Play, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, 10athefan.com. I think that's everything kind of wherever you get your podcast. Download, rate, subscribe, uh, leave comments, all that kind of stuff. You guys have been fantastic. Uh, with all that kind of stuff, it helps us build the rapport and maybe down the line actually let us do something kind of cool. Who knows? Uh, you can follow us on social media. There's the Instagram account for the page that is at Beers on Us. You, that's where we kind of post pictures of what we've been drinking, where we're going. We also give you updates on the podcast, things like that. You can find us on our uh, personal pages. You can find me on Instagram at pdiddy 85 and Mike is on Twitter at MikeLynch27. Well... Brian, I guess as we always kind of start, we start with uh, our week in beer, kind of describing the cool things, the bad things, the awesome, fun things you've done, uh, and we like to have a beer while we do this, too. All right. Brian brought in to us today, Logston Farmhouse Ales, Take the Flower Back, an American IPA. Logston, I don't think we've done a ton of Logston on this show. I feel like they're very underrepresented. Um I think they're known mostly for their early days of just sours, mm-hmm. and my dude Shilpi is, uh, besides being a world-class guitarist, and Baker is probably one of the best brewers in the country, I'd say. He's a world-class human being, too. Yes, I like Shilpi a lot. He's a lovely man. Uh, and this is a beer he was very proud of. This is um, the older canning. There's fresh cans that should be on the market this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and their, their uh, IPAs are, I think, a little bit underrated. Okay. Well, I like that it's clear. That it's makes clear. us that makes us friends. We're kind of in the same boat. <laughs> I love my friends who make hazy beers, and I like some of them, but they're not my favorite style. Right, right, I would right. Say. Uh, I'll start. I'll start with my weekend beer. I'm trying to think. It's it feels like it's not so much. I did I did get a bunch of stuff from Bridgetown not too long ago. I'm trying to think. I've been drinking some Cerveza stuff. Um, 
They had uh, the, uh, a new uh, Ben Brewing beer on tap that I've been kind of drinking a little bit of. I've had some Chuck and Nut, some Wayfinder. I don't think I've really been anywhere. I did finally break down, and I had a conversation with my girlfriend. I go, how long do you think it's going to take until I go to Bridgetown? And she was like, I'll give you Thursday. I went yesterday. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. So I made it a whole, like, two days. That's good. Though. I mean, how could you miss? <laughs> you can't go two days without Dave. He's right, a good man. right, right, right. Yeah. The shop is kind of the spot for me. So I don't really have much. I'm, I'm actually pretty kind of invested in work beer right now uh, at Slabtown. We're kind of in competition season. So we've, law- we've just tapped two of our GABF beers in our Noble Pilsner, which is kind of an export Dortmunder kind of lager, and then our uh, Vienna lager. We just tapped Wanderjack IPA, which was originally our collab with Barley Browns, which is a, uh, what are we looking at? Mosaic, Azaka, Simcoe, and Strata IPA, around 7%. It is absolute hot fire. So I've been kind of focusing on those beers, just to kind of dial them in and see what judges are going to be looking for and things like that. Not, I try not to be a big honk on this show, you know. Yeah. But uh, but uh, it is my work. You know, I swung by your work and happened to run into the lovely Ben. Uh, uh, yes. So that was great. Um, I picked up some Stay West, kind of mm-hmm. traditional. Mm-hmm. Bought some Stay West. Watch my uh, flyers go up against you know the Canadians. So yeah, how are you nice. guys doing in that? Uh, we are up three uh, one now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to close it out tonight. I uh, I watched your Sixers the other day. They don't look so. Hot. They don't look so hot. The process I mean... is a. Uh, you know, it's a long, crazy ride. <laughs> the process might just need a new coach. I think, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, and maybe a. A drastic trade. Well, it could be worse. You know, you could be uh, uh, this process in Portland and uh, watch everyone, you know, get their massive ho- hopes up for uh, beating the Lakers last night. Uh, like, we're going to the finals. And it's like, well, we're probably going to get smacked. It reminded now. me very much of the uh, my Sixers 2000 win against the Lakers. And, uh, <laughs> it was basically like we won the they, we yeah. stopped them from sweeping their way through the finals. <laughs> and that was a that was a home run. That's for us. the uh Iverson, McKee. Yeah, McKee. All the... Do you have some Davis brothers on that squad too? There was a uh, oh not that Antonio and Dale no, are but brothers, it was, but uh, God goodness, who was it? Aaron McKee, um Oh my goodness. It's old Dikembe. Crimes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cookie Monster himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, that was a good uh a lot of those guys have uh I think that was like their their last real hurrah that team. Nice. We had. A, I was worried that the that the Blazers were going to do this to uh, Lillard, but they seem to have actually built a team around him. Where Iverson was more, take your five nine self. We call six one and go win it. Uh, and to his credit, much he was drunk most of the time. Apparently. That's all right. That's and, uh, all right. Yeah. The uh, it was funny. I was I grew up a diehard Pacer fan because Reggie Miller was my boy, and once the. Uh, Jordan dynasty broke up. It was like, nice, we're finally going to get one. And then Kobe and Shaq showed up, and you were like, guess again. And then all of a sudden, we couldn't get through the East every year because the Knicks finally were decent, and the Sixers started coming around, and then the Pistons, and then it was over. Bye. Yeah. I've, I've pretty much – last year I was struggling because if it was going to go down to Sixers-Blazers, I was going to have a really hard time deciding. Yeah. But, like, I've fallen in love with the Blazers. I'm a season ticket holder – Probably would have had to go with my new hometown, but be mm-hmm. like when my mother watches like the grandkids play on separate little league teams, just be happy for whoever <laughs> wins, you know. But I I have high hopes for the Blazers to make it a good series. I think they can beat the Lakers, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Tell me about your week in beer. What'd you do fun? Uh so this week in beer I tapped a uh a chuck and nut uh Kulsh, mm-hmm. which was just like perfect because it was right before those hundred degree days. Yeah. And uh just everything I've yet to have a beer from Chuck and Nut that didn't just like 
hit it out of the park. Um, I had a little lull, and our, our house beer at Lombard House is always the uh, Upright Engelberg Pilsner. Which is easily one of my favorite Pilsners yeah. in, in the state, maybe on the West Coast. Yeah, like far and away. I, one, Alex is like one of my best buds and like one of my favorite people on the planet mm-hmm. and like is literally the best person you could ever work for. I feel really lucky in that connection, like being at Breakside and, you know, being around Ben for, for so long. Him and Alex are old friends, too, that, yeah. you know, it's never a stranger to see Alex walk into the pub or the mass production facility or something. He's yeah. always a treat. I think they worked together at Belmont Station back in the day. Yeah. And yeah. I think Ben even did some time at Upright, too. Oh, yeah, he did. A little Actually, bit. Yeah. Did start. Yeah. Which is so funny to think, cause yeah. like Upright's still just chugging along, Alex I love doing his thing, and I love those guys. And yeah. Ben's created a monster. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a behemoth, man. I've I've actually um, I've felt for you guys during all this. Um, a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. in a way. My little place is a lot easier to to handle. But um, another beer uh, I really enjoyed this week, uh, besides those two, um, I the um, Barley Browns uh, Tumble Off Pale. It's mm. kind of like a throwback. I feel like, as if I've had that. Not recently, though. Kind of one of the rare times I like a malt backbone in a beer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I it reminded me of like some of the like hoppy beers I fell in love with, like in the late '90s, early 2000s. Well, and my, that's not this. It was nostalgic and wonderful. Mike and I have a strong affection for the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa! And, it's my uh, desert island beer. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the the one thing. And if there's anything I know about that beer, you know, it's got great hop character up front, but it's got a malt backbone. And yeah. I would love to see pale ales go more that direction. Like, let's come up with a new term for your hoppy pale. Yeah. And, or just call it a hoppy pale. If you're going to call something a pale ale, I want, like, that old school Mirror Pond love or that old school mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada love tumble off. Tumble right. off. And then I had a... Do you have that on at the shop? I, I do right now, okay. yeah. And we have currently, it's probably on its way out, is the Ewok Dreams from Von Ebert. Oh. And that, um, again, we're Star Wars dorks, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name itself sold, um, and I were you know I worked with Sam and Sean over at the Commons, and I love seeing them thrive, and I'd love seeing Sam get to kind of run with like some of his own beers, and um, that blew me away. And we also have their uh, I tried a little bit of their uh, Haze Hop Pale. Mm, yeah, we also have we have it in cans to go, or you can buy uh, in at the at Lombard House, and that was superb. That's one of the I remember having that pale maybe a year ago maybe when they first put it in cans and i went okay Mm -hmm. all right i know eric over there has been spending a lot of time on their hazy program yeah and it's really come through i again another lucky thing about being a breakside kid is the von ebert family are very close to us they're very near and dear yep uh sam lives in the neighborhood so i see him and his wife olivia frequently um they are just awesome people uh i've been on a uh tacos roll so every time i eat tacos i throw a little Tip of the cap to Sean Burke, you know. Oh man, I know he's, he's a ta- yeah, he's, he's a, the taco official. He's on a little taco streak here. <laughs> so and the, it's funny speaking of <clears throat> Sean Burke, if known for making sours and mm-hmm. all these delicate beers, if you go to a barbecue at his house and open his fridge, there's going to be some bottles from his past, but it's full of Sierra Nevada. Oh really? Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I I found that funny when I first met him. That's you know? awesome. I was expecting you to say something like Rainier or Oli. I mean, I I'm sure, sure there's there is probably in there, some in there. Yeah. No, that's we. Definitely, I'd say probably his Desert Island, or like our first love. First you know? love. 
All right, well, let's just dive into this. So it's kind of loose, loose. I've got you in here. You you are the owner and operator of Lombard House, which is kind mm-hmm. of on the east side, right at the beginning of St. John's on Lombard. Mm-hmm. It's this cute little house that you've turned into like a pub. Tell me, because you're former Sarah Vesa, correct? Yep. Friend, friends of the show. Sarah's, you know, one mm-hmm. of our longtime friends. And I talk about my beer conversations with Todd constantly on this oh, program. Love and, him. Yeah. and so I'm curious, you know, what led you to the to the to the beginning of Lombard House? Well, it was sort of like um I would say like twenty ish years ago, like mm-hmm. when I first started working, like getting into working at a little brewery back east in Pennsylvania, like I really loved the brewery scene, but then down the road was this little bar that had like some of our beers on, kind of a small little dive bar. And I really enjoyed the atmosphere of like it wasn't just beer drinkers, it was the neighborhood hanging out. And I just sort of fell in love with that concept and have sort of played around in my head over the years. That's something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually working at the Commons for about three years, and I was—I had this weird split where I was working at Upright, I was working at Cerveza, and I was working at the Commons. And then tough life, but it, w- it was great. <laughs> How you know? long ago and this? That was six years ago. About. Six years ago. Right, so right all, as... all three of those places are still kind of finding their way on the map yeah, at the well, time. Yeah, I mean, Cerveza, I think, was sort of—I'd say it was a big dog. You know, they were they were kind of like up there at Roscoe's, you know, very mm. well-known spot. And then... Funny enough. Yeah. And then, you know, Upright, um, again, I, for, I'm i kind of a homer, but like I feel like maybe doesn't get enough credit locally, but I feel like nationally is like kind of a big dog. But I just, between Alex and Sarah, you know, and then, you know, all the guys that, com- all the guys I got to learn from at the Commons, it was like a great, just absorb what you can. Mm-hmm. And then being part of the Commons expansion, you know, kind of got me going like, okay, this is crazy, but it's not impossible. You know, you just got to work hard and believe in your idea. And um, so uh, are you familiar with the St. John's Parade? Yep. Uh, First place I lived when I moved back to town. I'm I'm from here, but I moved back to town in 2013, and I used to live behind the racquetball tennis center behind Slim's. Oh, okay, yeah. In St. John's. Oh, I spent yeah. a year out there, and I still have a bumper sticker Slims. on the truck that says, I love St. John's. Yeah, and Slim's is one of the best damn places you'll ever go. Best dirty lines in Portland. Yeah. By far. And, uh, <laughs> well, and so we were at the St. John's Parade. Our daughter was not quite a year old. We're kind of like bad parent, drunk, walking home from the parade, and Lo- what is now Lombard House had been being worked on for like two years. Mm-hmm. And we, we had jokingly started calling it our bar, like, hey, when's that guy going to finish our bar? But I'd spoken to my now landlord, and he was planning to do his own thing there. And we're walking home, and my wife points across the street, and the guy's like, just finished screwing in the lease sign. And so, like, I literally like ran home, grabbed my business plan, went back, and was like, I want to own a bar here. And he was pretty leery because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, who's this idiot, right. half drunk guy? <laughs> uh, but as things work out, like, it just it became our bar, and it was it was kind of a big leap. You know, I had to decide, am I going to spend, like, my life savings mm-hmm. in about 48 hours? But that night, my wife was like, quit your jobs. Let's do something. We have this new baby, which, again, is a weird time to yeah. spend all your money. And, like, my wife, I've so overkicked my coverage that she was like, do it. And it's worked out, you know. So 48 hours later, I was giving Mike my notice and saying, like, I love you guys, but I'm Here's six weeks. I'm going to go do this next thing. And. And we we've just been very lucky. And I mean, so Lombard House has been open for how many years? Will be four years, September fifteenth. Four years, September fifteenth. So then let's fast forward to today, March sixteenth. The state shuts down. Yeah. 
you know, COVID. We've, you know, we've been talking. If you look behind us, that's that's our COVID wall. That's that's oh, all okay. the beer we've drank on this podcast during COVID. Uh, just because, like, there ain't nothing else to do. So I'm curious because you've been pretty big on social media with what Lombard House is doing. I mean, you're you're you've got a pretty good social media presence in general. Thanks. At least from my point of view, I've been trying. And uh, so tell me, you know, what, what what went through your head when it went down, and what have you? Like, give me the kind of journey from March 16th to, what are we today? It was August 19th. August 19th, yeah, it was crazy, because we were in, so my in-laws who just moved here, just moved from Hawaii, we were in Hawaii with them for for the first two weeks of March. So sort of, when I left, the world was normal. Mm -hmm. And then a week into it, you know, I'm like, I think I might have to shut this down. Yeah. And then I decided I was going to shut it down, and then the next day, she shut us down. So I kind of came back to it closed, but um, I was in the airport in Hawaii on the way back. So we flew back on the 17th, and I was just, you know. The worst St. Patty's Day of your life. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and as a bartender, it's not my favorite holiday ditto, by any means. Ditto, ditto, you know? ditto. Uh, but uh, I just was like, you know what, I'm going to call the OLCC on a whim and see if I can like do some kind of delivery service. And to my surprise, it was no problem. You just amend mm -hmm. your to-go license, no money. Yeah, and so I got home on the seventeenth. I think we posted on the eighteenth, and I was driving around in my silly Volkswagen on the nineteenth. And it's been our lifeblood, you know. It hasn't been great, but we we did over like twenty five thousand dollars in deliveries, fourteen bucks at a time, out of the van. So it kept the bills kept us afloat during this time. And yeah, we're now open uh, Thursday through Sunday. Okay, uh, with outdoor seating only. But it's been a weird journey. Like, yeah, but no like, what, like, what was the delivery service like? Because that's kind of what like put you on my page. Not, not yeah. like I've known you personally off and on throughout the years, but like, I was really starting to kind of pay attention to you more often, just kind of see your COVID life and how that was working. Because I know some other people have done delivery stuff, but it seems like to me only you and our friends at Barrelick have really kind of succeeded in it. Well, and what what's kind of the the, the secret to that. I would say the secret to my survival is that I'm lucky enough to have a bar in St. John's and St. John's is a big community. Yeah. And so my regulars have been over backwards. There's no way I'm the cheapest option. Yeah. Right? They can go to 7-Eleven and buy some great craft beer much cheaper. Oh yeah, I always call it the flat pantry. You can go get a yeah. six pack of 7.8% Starburst for 9.99 yeah. anywhere in town. Yeah, they've they've just really supported me and like it's <clears throat> I mean I yeah, it's been I've been very lucky. And then I think just the idea of like, life's not fair. Like, if I don't hustle, I'm not going to make it. So I've yeah. also just, you know, I keep, I try to keep my, tried to keep my social media positive about it all too, mm -hmm. and just make jokes where it's appropriate and just let everyone know it's okay to be feeling not okay too. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then the delivery's kind of been, it was sort of a refuge for me because I got six, seven, eight, nine hours a day sometimes driving around. To, like, kind of think about my thoughts, but to also, like, get out of my neighborhood, you know. It was terrifying, like, my protocols, like, you know, I, I, just making, I was terrified that, like, I would look back a year later and think, like, oh, that wasn't safe. Or this, mm. you know, <clears throat> that yeah. was the hardest thing for me was, like, I'd rather go out of business than, like, get someone sick. Right. You know. Right. Um, but I think we have good protocols. Um Shout out to Jason Stepper from uh, Imperial Yeast because I kind of ran my stuff by him since he's like the man in the know. And he mm -hmm. kind of like helped me tweak my stuff. Um, he also gave me these amazing 
um, cooler packs that have allowed me to like bring cold beer to people's door. You know, five hours into delivery, they're still cold. So again, I could never thank you, Imperial Yeast, and and Jason. It, it, you know, you know, it pays to know people in this town. It's one thing I've I've been saying on this podcast for a while now. During during COVID life, it's you know I've <clears throat> I've been fortunate enough to work the whole time, and you know I'm kind of with you. Like I got out of the house every day. Yeah. You know, I I don't have kids. You know, uh, so. It was. It's one of those things where if I were at home all day every day, I don't think that would have gone well for me no. mentally. Yeah, I'm a blue. I'm I'm a blues guy. So like, I have to be moving. And, yeah. You know, I have to be aware of that. And um, you know, so it uh, yeah, it really helped. And I was just I was shocked by the response with delivery. And I think you know I think this this community, especially the beer community, and I'll go as far as saying restaurants and pubs as well. You know, I don't know the bar scene, the dive bar scene. I think that's probably a little bit more of a struggle for some people. But it seems like we've all kind of banded together and we've all gone the extra mile yeah. to make sure we're doing this the right way. Like, I haven't come across anybody that's like, oh, I don't want to be there. Yeah. Like, I've gone, I've driven by places and been like, whoa, there's way too many people there. I'm not going to go in there. But that doesn't mean they're doing things incorrectly inside. There's part of it that you got to kind of self-manage yourself. Yeah, right? it's, like you're you an adult. You're going out. You're. I, I try to say this like, the risk is absolutely greater right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've always been in the bar industry, and every night I know like I have to be careful because I can kill someone easily by overserving them or any other way, right? So and now we. I try to meditate on one. that. That it's like okay, this isn't like as spooky as it is. Right. It's the same thing, and then it's also helped me with the mask rule because. The bar rule has always been you listen to the bartender or yeah. you be gone. Yeah. And so it, rather than making it like a whatever issue people want to make it, and I respect people's right to think whatever sure. they want. I believe in science. Um, but it's allowed me to like handle it. Um, it's allowed me to not ostracize someone who's coming in and probably also having a bad day. Right. And I probably disagree with their worldview. Sure. But yelling at them in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of all this other unrest, mm-hmm. seems like the worst thing a bartender can do, right? Like... I had a very interesting experience, something kind of like that, but, you know, slightly different, but in the same vein. I uh, I live right by Burrito Azteca on Rosa oh, Parks God, and Denver, guys. right? And I go there all the time, and I rolled in yesterday to pick up a burrito. And I ordered, and, and it looked like they had a ton of, like, call-in to-go stuff. Mm-hmm. And there were some people there waiting on some to-go stuff as well. I'm sitting there, and, you know, they, they someone keeps coming out and handing me a bag, but it's not my order. I'm mm-hmm. like, no big deal. It happens. It happens. Yeah. And then the guy who took my order comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, what'd you order? And I tell him what I ordered. He goes back into the kitchen. He comes back out. And he says to me, oh, I'm sorry. We must, I think we accidentally threw it in someone else's bag. They're going to make you a new one right now. Oh, Would cool. you like a soda on us or chips and salsa on us? And I was just like, no, man, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I come here all the time, dude. Yeah. I'll just wait. And I walked out thinking to myself, you should write a Yelp review and just say, I had to wait 30 minutes for my burrito because they accidentally put it in somebody else's bag. But you know what? That kind of happens. I still love this place. Yeah. Five stars. And just because you yell at somebody because you didn't get your way doesn't mean you're going to get your burrito fast. No. And he's such a nice man, too. Yeah. Like, So I was just kind of like, you know, hey, hey, and, patience. Yeah. And if people don't know, you can get a burrito, chips and salsa, a beer, and a shot of tequila for $14.50. Isn't that right? That is the best deal. In That's Portland, the best Oregon. deal in town. Late night? Oh, man. Way, way too many late nights. Shameless plug, I got to say stop next door to Grindhouse, Sexy yep. Coffee, mm-hmm. because it's, uh, I actually almost partnered with her. We, uh, oh, really? We, yeah, we're kind of friends from back, and we considered uh, originally uh, doing like a coffee-beer mix. Okay. 
But then I realized I'm not, I'm passionate about drinking coffee, but I'm not passionate about getting up early or like, <laughs> I feel like if you're a barista, I take my hat off because that's worse than being a high-end cocktail maker. Without a doubt. People are awful. And I was like, I think I should just stick to what I love. Yeah, it's that question. Would you rather be the 4 a.m. bartender or the 5 a.m. barista? Oof. 4 a.m. bartender all yeah, day long. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. As I get older, maybe not. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's kind of... Um... The barista work, though, like, you guys do something I could never yeah. possibly imagine. specific temperatures and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. No, it's... Uh... And you said it, and it's in the early in the morning, everyone's super mad because yeah, they haven't got their coffee pissed. yet. And no one... I never give myself enough time for coffee, but you run in and want the, there to be no line. And, yeah. Because, yeah, that's it. There's, there's never a line at the coffee shop. Mm. <laughs> so so let's say let's say we get let's say we get past this okay let's let's hopefully hopefully you know some some things happen amongst our systems and our governments that allow us to kind of push forward through this what is what, what is the future what are your future goals with lombard house so i've had the you, you know personally yeah i've had and actually they it's neat that this is actually i think as a new business owner i didn't realize that my business goals I was sort of thinking them as like, like these two different things, my personal mm-hmm. goals and business goals. Like I need to get this business going. And, you know, as a father, as a husband, it's really made me take a step back and be like, oh, okay. Like I need to pour as much, if not more energy of my like soul and person into like these wonderful people that I'm lucky enough to be around. Yeah. And then it's also made me reevaluate because I had just signed a five-year lease with a three-year option like the month before this happened. Mm-hmm. Re-upped. So. Yeah. And I've kind of been building the business, and my goal was to kind of like really, I've kind of got it running well, and like sort of, I was hoping to make some good money, you know, and that ship has sailed, yeah. I would say, for at least two or three years, probably, because probably. we're a tiny little spot, and yeah, I all... make my money October through March by pap- packing people in there, and yep. that isn't going to happen. Right. So my goals are now to just accept what it is. Uh, my goal with Lombard House is I don't want it to go out of business, and I don't think we will. Well, and good. I hate that that is, you know, that's my baseline goal. Yeah. And then I just, um, I want it to be what it can be while not trying to like desperately make it what it was. You I know? see. Like those years of like no COVID and no fear. I think it's going to be different. Some people disagree with me, but right. I, th- you know, I know my habits will probably change. Other mm-hmm. people's habits will change. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to, you know, just, Lemons into lemonade. We have a big outside area I've never really utilized in the winter. I'll probably look into somehow making that cover. Yeah, heaters. I think open air drinking is kind of the new thing. And I think whereas the years pass, you I don't, don't drink anywhere inside. Yeah, you don't want to sit outside in the winter. Now you're not going to want to, and you're certainly not going to want to sit inside my little place. So yeah. I do love the inside of your little place. I like I've it. sat at the bar a couple times. Thanks, man. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Darth Vader looking down on you? Uh, I don't think so. I saw it. We realized that we're both deadheads and Star Wars dorks, as we saw our stickers on our cars. Yeah. There's a lot of Star Wars crap in my uh, place. But yeah, I just want to like embrace it is what it is. You know, maybe there's a second or third bar in the future down the... Like, I don't know. Is this like where I jump into it and like tr- build another one that's like more COVID friendly? Yeah. But um, yeah, my goal is basically just enjoy watching my daughter be like five. Be a five-year-old. Yeah, it's so fun. And then just accept that, and I'm in a unique position. My wife's a nurse with a mm-hmm. good job, mm-hmm. and uh, got that beer's pretty recession-proof. Like, I'm not always... making great money, but I'm I'm yeah. paying my mortgage, and I'm paying my rent, and I'm able to, like, 
pay all my bills. And I think in a COVID world, that's great. I think that's know? a good way to look at it. Yeah, if it sets you back a year or two, as long as yeah, as long as you're still able to pay those bills, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, the future can come. You know, and I will say this: it's made me redouble on the idea of like, like when we're drinking this beer, this lovely Logs and IPA. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. You know, really light bodied between my between my driver and my beer and my rep and Shilpy and the other dudes at Logs and I know. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're, you're here. We're, like this beer is paying for like six or seven mortgages. And I've been trying to Hell. refocus that on like my tap list. I've always tried to have mostly like my friends and people I know, mm-hmm. and the idea of just keeping. I think more than ever, keeping our money in like the little eddy that is Portland is a good idea. Yep. Yep. I have done, I do everything in my power to buy from ownerships that I know. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, I don't know Jeremy and Quinn that own surveys all that well. I've, I've met Quinn a couple times. I don't think I've met Jeremy. I've met Jeremy. He's, I mean, super nice guy. They they seem like great. And, you know, they've done great things at Cerveza, which is near and dear to my heart because I live down the street from them. And so, you know, and I support Dave and at Bridgetown and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like when I have that urge, I'm like, you know what? I could go for some Phaedrus right now. Yeah. I'll I'll drive my booty out to out to Sandy and go to Culmination and buy it from them. You know, I'm very yeah. fortunate my girlfriend lives in Camas. Oh, uh, so I swing in and and see the crew at Grains all the time and I just buy it from them. Yeah. Because I think that's they came through with me really big with me for, with some like collaborations and stuff mm-hmm. and i think that papermaker pale is probably one of the best pale ales i've had in the last decade it sells like hotcakes there i mean yeah. it helps that the canvas uh high school football uh parents love to drink there so that yeah. kind of helps too it's low abv and hop yeah. forward yeah that's kind of what the you know i want to kind of end on on this little competition or this little conversation we uh we are very lucky here at beers on us that um, this is actually uh, the uh, season three premiere mm. episode. Yes, this is well, hey season now. three, episode one. Yes. And uh, for our two-year anniversary, uh, the the boys, Rick, Ben, Eldon, Nick, and everybody else down at Bear Lick are making a beer for us. We I are heard collabing that. That's on a great. beer. Yeah, called Beer of the Week. Should be out next Wednesday, and we'll be recording live from Bear Lick as Mike and I drink it fresh off the line and kind of chat with Ben a little bit about it. Is he going to go to the super secret beer garden? We're going to go to the nice. super secret beer garden and kind of just hang out while they're canning. It might be at 1030 in the morning, but hey, it's my day off, so I don't care if I'm drinking. Uh, so I wanted to ask, like you've done, so you mentioned collabs and things with like grains. And they, take me back, because I remember you did that collab with uh, Ex Novo with the Chris Long Foundation. Yes. I mean, you're a Philly boy, and he was in Philly at the time. Yeah. and uh, Or is it Kyle Long? Uh, Chris Long. Chris Long. Yeah, tell Kyle's me, his brother, yeah. Tell me, like, walk me through how that kind of went through. I'm always so fascinated in collabs yeah. because it, there's so many moving parts and you get too many cooks in the kitchen sometimes. Yeah. So I'm curious. It was X Noble Great Notion. Yep. The can art is, I mean, we rave about can art from Great Notion on this show. Uh, so the can art looks good. X Nova brewed it, correct? Just walk me through how you got that going. So we... um. Being from the Philly area, um, we ha- we are host um, we are the North Portland Bird Watcher Society. We are a Philadelphia Eagles fan club, mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised how many of us like scumbags are out here. There's a lot of us, <laughs> um, and so Paul, uh, one of the owners of Great Notion, and Nick. Paul actually lives in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Nick, uh, the brewer, one of the brewers, and uh, one of my buds over there at Ex Novo, they come to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, not as much because you know he's got family time. Yeah. Um, and so it was, uh, I skipped the OBAs, I guess it was two years ago now, 
And at like 3.15, I get this like, hey, girl, call from those guys. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to brew an Eagles beer. <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing. But I don't know if you're going to remember that. <laughs> and then so I didn't really say anything for a couple of weeks. And then they were like, are you into that? I was like, absolutely. The 3 a.m. call yeah, probably you know, from the sassy yeah, and, you smoking know, porch. If you know me well, <laughs> you get a lot of I love you bro texts <laughs> late at night. Um, so I, I was just like, that's great. And again, like, mind blown. I never – as a, I've worked in breweries. I know how mm -hmm. hard it is to, like, keep your brewery schedule going and all right. the moving parts. It never dawned on me to be like, hey, do you want to, like – make a beer with all your talent and your ingredients and write my name on it like yeah, that just, seems so that's like kind of with us with yeah. the barrel like guys you want to make a beer spend all the yeah. money on it but just give us i know pub. i can't really help and like i've worked in breweries but if you held a gun to my head i could maybe like brew the worst beer you've ever had <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. i understand that it starts at the mash I, ton and then goes to the kettle i love all the, the science and i love all my guys and like listen to like ben and sean like argue about amino acid chains and stuff. I was like, all right, I don't, it's above my pay I'm out. I'm out. But uh, I was just like, hey, like, I know Ex Novo is a, you know, not-for-profit, and mm -hmm. we're all Eagles fans, and I really admired Chris Long's charity. Uh, it's the Chris Long Foundation, and there's a section called The Water Boys, and I like that they they give money to suicide, uh, like, veteran suicide awareness, to clean water in, in underprivileged communities and developing water wells, you know, across the globe. And we were like, let's just reach out to them. And they were cool with it. And then so we brainstormed. And again, Great Notion's known for their their hazies. and Hazies and pastry stuff. Yeah. And I was, I was like, if we're going to do a Philly-themed beer, I think it should be a lager or a pilsner. Them common folk in Philly, man. And I, yeah. They, and they, they were, I they, was they so need, stoked. They needed straightforward, man. There, there's no bells and whistles. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they were all in on it. And uh, so it was just amazing. And then I kind of came up with a stupid idea because... Uh, the artwork is Chris Long in a fur coat and an Allen Iverson jersey and a beanie, and that's kind of what he showed up to at the Philly uh, Super Bowl parade, all sloshed. And... Yeah, I'm, I remember seeing the can. I was like, oh, Chris Long. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's just him standing on the front porch of Lombard House, which, like, I like the whole thing seemed, like, unreal to me. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I would never think. I never thought, like, a, I'm a dummy. Mm. I didn't think I'd be able to pull together around a bar. And then, like, if you ask me. Will you ever have like a beer with like an eagle? And like, I was just like, this is so dumb and amazing. So, yeah, it was just sort of a, I don't know, I was like a giddy little kid. I've done Why like, not? I've been there at breweries where other people come in mm -hmm. and you see how happy they are to like be doing their collab. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to be on the other side of that, you know? I know Mike, Mike has been kind of over the moon on this he's just like i'm just kidding the candy story you just can't believe it like we sent over our graphic that you see when you download the podcast yeah. there's little beers on us graphic i think ben's finding a way to use that for the can label That's you know because awesome. because parsons does all that does yeah. all that stuff for Barelick. and it's just kind of i'm just sitting back patiently because you know i've been very lucky like i'm the bar manager at slab town and it's our 10-year anniversary this year and you know i've seen Alex come in and brew a beer with Ben. I've seen Tyler Brown come in and brew an IPA with Ben Edmonds, and you're just kind of like, nobody else thinks this is as nerdy as I do, but I'm like in heaven right now. That's... When Josh Freem walks in and, oh, and, yeah. and brews a Pilsner with Ben Edmonds, you're kind of like, what's going on? This is way too cool. It's uh, weird to be like, I hate when I'm like fanboy about like people who are my friends, but I'm just like, you're so much. Dude, brewers are just a different level. They all like make furniture... Yeah. Brew beer, fix motors. Like they're just so 
And then there's people like us that spend our life selling their beer and drinking their beer yeah. and loving their beer that we almost get starstruck a little bit. I... And then you go to OBAs and it's like, oh, hey, bud, how you doing? Yeah. But you see them in their habitat. And working. I know nothing drives a brewer worse than being starstruck. So yeah. I try not to be because they're like, shut up. There was a, we had we had this guy yesterday came in, used to be an R&D brewer from Stone, was in at the pub last night. And he dropped off some hazy IPA he did with Citra and HBC 692. And I poured some, and I had our head brewer at Slabtown and another one of our guys were there too. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to this guy. You you want to go talk to this guy with me? And I was like, oh, wait, right. You don't. They were no. like, no, no, not at absolutely all. Not. <laughs> absolutely <Yeah>. not. <laughs> That's funny. I do not, I do not want to talk to anybody. Yeah. No, it's uh, – it, again, I just feel so lucky to be surrounded by – so many people because i think portland in particular is geared to survive covid because like we have that like yeah we're starstruck but you can also call those people up and be mm -hmm. like everyone's like the beer scene out west everyone is more friendly with each other mm -hmm. you know everyone's kind of brothers and, and sisters and um shout outs like that's another thing like there's so many talented female brewers i know that like um I just didn't, you know, it was back east, it was 20 years ago, but mm -hmm. you just didn't see that. And so I'm very impressed by, like, I think Portland in particular, there's going to be some carnage for sure. But I think, I think, like, places like the beer mongers, like Sean Campbell's one of my best buds. Yesterday was her 4,000th day in a row open. I saw that That's on amazing. Facebook. You know I what I mean? And like, I've been that shopping dude there is more like, lately. I've been uh, shopping there more such, lately. It's such a way, good man. It's way out of my way, but I go down yeah. there to buy beer. Because then I just buy beer and stop at Barrelick and have a beer. Yeah. It's, or vice versa, you know. Such a good And now spot. I can drink at Beer Mongers. Yeah. I mean, I, I was there for like the Lillard shot. Oh. You know, I've been to wakes of friends there. It's like such a community. And like, and again, like Bridgetown, like I, I it's going to be hard for all of us. But like, that's my hope is just like we all, I think we're all lucky in that we have like really deep um, root, like our our regulars are just willing to go the extra mile. Yeah, it's, it's something I've always like, you know, I don't know the California, the California scene all well, so I can't speak for that, but I know the Washington scene decently as I'm I'm from there and kind of lived all over that state. You know, I I'm with you when the COVID thing struck, you know, I'm like on Reddit and seeing, you know, the craft beer sub subreddits and everybody's just kind of like the end is near and Here's us dumping the rest of our beer, all our old beer. We're yeah. probably going to go under next month and, you know, all this early panic. And it was a real, real panic. And yeah. it didn't take long for me to realize in the state of Oregon that we kind of all have each other's backs. So yeah. some people figured out some plans on what to do and the word spread quickly. And everybody else kind of followed that. And nobody was like, you stole my idea or anything like that. And mm -hmm. it's something, all that stuff culminates to why our beer on a state level is better than everybody else's in America. It's because we have each other's backs. It's too often in the state of Washington, I find it too competitive. I had a that, good friend of mine ask me, do you mind if I deliver in mason jars? Like as if I had invented mason jars. I just bought yeah. them because they were, and, but I was like, that's so cool that you would ask, but absolutely not. No, yeah, like, just it's not it. my, yeah, no, it's not my idea. Yeah. Like people have been filling booze in mason jars for years. <laughs> <laughs> like for a, a century. Yeah. <laughs> That was probably the trippiest part of the first day of delivering, like driving around. I had my little license with me just in case. But I'm like, if I get pulled over by a cop right now, I've got like 200 jars of beer. <laughs> I'm driving around in a like Volkswagen a bus. I look like an idiot. Like, there's, <laughs> like, 
I swear this is all legal, officer. I swear, I swear. And I, you know, Have you been drinking? No, one of the no. jars broke. Well, I, I, it's funny. I had a day where that, like, a bunch broke, and I'm like, if I get pulled over, what yeah, is I'm hosed. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I and I, I think, if anything, it's just made all our beer better, you know? It's yeah. just pushing everybody. It's like seeing what you pour at your shop or seeing what we make at our brewery, you know, and it kind of sets a standard, and then someone tastes it, and they're like, whoa. How'd you get this cool malt character, but it looks so thin, you know? And then it's, mm-hmm. oh, duh, 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 duh. And then everyone kind of figures it out, and it elevates, it elevates us. Yeah, I can't imagine what they're all going through individually as breweries, but I hope they know, like, again, my perspective is, like, a buyer. Like, mm-hmm. We're trying our best to have your backs, and, like, mm-hmm. God. Yeah, but I, I do think it's, it's hopefully going to um, make us all come out stronger. I know that sounds cliche, but right. I think I have faith. If there's anything that survives, I think it's beer. It's pretty. Re- that was part of my like decision to dump all my money into opening a business because alcohol is pretty recession proof. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll end on that. Uh, you want to stick around for beer of the week? Absolutely. Yeah, we got some fun beer. Uh, we've been talking about upright enough. We should probably drink some of their beer. Don't I you think, think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian Koch. Is that how you say it? It's actually Cook. Cook. Stop okay. correcting people in fifth okay. grade. Well, yeah, and I don't, I, I, I don't know. I've actually never known your last name. Yeah. I just saw it. Uh, Brian Cook here with me, uh, owner of Lombard House, uh, sticking around for beer of the week. This is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time. Or however Mike does that. Uh, welcome back in. Uh, this is Beer of the Week. We are still here with Brian Cook, owner and operator of Lombard House. Awesome guy of the of the uh, industry. It's, we're glad to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so for much for being for around. Me. I appreciate it. Uh, sticking around. Um, let's see. We should probably start off. There is. Uh, we have a mutual friend whose birthday is today. We should probably give a shout out to the lovely Charles Culp. Uh, a legend of the industry. Yes. Uh, he looks like a Game of Thrones uh, stand-in. <laughs> you guys, if you don't know Charles, you know him. He's the uh, man with the beautiful red beard and long red yep. hair and uh, just looks like a beer god. Uh, he's a He fills in for us when we need a little help. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and his lovely uh, late wife, Teresa, were very dear, are very dear friends of mine. Uh, but yeah, shout out! Happy birthday to Charles! Happy birthday, Charles! I second miss, spin around the sun. I I miss our late nights of randomly running to you, running into you at the bar at Saravesa, and me saying, "Hey, Charles, you gonna stick around?" He's like, "Nah, I gotta catch the bus." And then he looks at the bus schedule. and He's like, "Okay, oh, I'll do one 30 more. more minutes." Yeah, he'll just wait for the next oh, the yeah. next round around. I've done that dance. Yeah. <laughs> twenty eight more minutes. Yeah, twenty eight more yeah, minutes. Which, and and yeah. Charles has been around forever. I mean, he's good friends with John Harris up at Ecliptic. And, yeah. you know. People think they're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, like, yeah. think about what our generation in beer, think about our generation of, like, 2015 to 2020. Think about when we get to Charles and John's age. We're, we're all going to look like I'm we're related, to too. I'm closer to their age than you think, probably, but. I'm only a few years we, we don't need to say that. We don't need to say that. I'm probably a lot chart. older. Someone said, how old are you? And I was yeah. like, I'm 35. They were like, wow, you look good. And I was like, awesome. I got the dad bod and Sweet. everything. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I moved to Austin in 2010. Okay. Uh, to like pers- long side. I was like a teacher in a detention center. Kind of a random side of my beer career. Yeah. And uh, But I got there. A lot there. of beer drank then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Heck, heck yeah. Who drank, I, who, I actually who drank also more beer? A, you I was or actually the kids also a teacher center. at a drug and alcohol center okay, for these right. kids. And right. I was very open with them that I was not a good person. And You can say hell, by the way. Hell and damn okay. are okay. Yeah. They're not the seven deadly words. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, I moved there like nine months after Charles and Teresa moved up here. Okay. I'd seen them, but I had that description. I just mm-hmm. recognized them. But everyone in Austin insisted that I knew them. And when I got up here, it's kind of how we met because everyone here was like, well, you know Brian. He lives in Austin. <laughs> like, we never <laughs> met, but we kind of knew who each other were, and it, it bloomed like a lovely little friendship. So happy, happy birthday, ben. Happy birthday to you, Charles. We miss you, and I hope you're doing all right. And that's the one thing that sucks about COVID is there's yeah. so many people in this industry that I, that I love, and for whatever reason, I haven't been able to yeah. see. A couple weeks ago, I was able to have beers in the park uh, with Conrad Andrews. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. At Woodlawn Park, we like I ran into him at Breakside, so I had to drop something off at the Decom spot, and we just picked up some twenty twos, and uh, that was interesting. That was nice. Picked up some twenty twos and uh, just walked over to the park and just BS'd, and it was like, God, I miss you so much. Yeah, it's weird to like, like even like I ran into Ben at the pub the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, I haven't, you know, I was like, congratulations, I heard you got engaged, and I was like, man, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen you since January. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, the last yeah. big hurrah for all of us. Did you go to OBAs this year? Yeah, that, that's the last time I saw him. Kind of it for me, you know. Yeah. I see some people. The only people I see is if you come into the pub. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. And I've been, between working, like, I haven't gone out hardly at all. No, and I stay pretty close to my neighborhood. So yeah. it's like I've been, I once Cerveza open, I've been sitting outside. I've hit Ecliptic mostly, mm-hmm. uh, the super secret beer garden from Bear Lick Drink, and um, Wayfinder a couple. It's like outside seating. You either have to be in my neighborhood or you have to make damn good beer for me to, like, get out of my neighborhood. Just because, you know, I don't know. It's that weird thing. It's hard to, like, trust. Like, I heard you say it's hard to trust that the other people you're around are doing the right thing. Right. And then there's all these other things. It's like, you know, you run into industry people and it's like, oh, I trust you're doing the same thing. Or you run into your good friends. Like, I hang out with my best friend all the time. He doesn't work in the industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a teacher, so he, you know, isn't exposed right now because they're not in school. And he hangs out with me, and it's all fine, but it's like, wait a sec. I don't know where you've been. Yeah. You don't know where I... Yeah, and it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a, a weird, weird thing. We're in a, we're in a new world of, like... I think you have to understand your risks yeah. and just do your Acceptable due diligence. Acceptable risks right. and, like, you know, doing the best you can, and also life is random, and you can get hit by a bus anytime. Not to be flippant about the code. Right. Like, you have to have all your protocols in line, but also know that, like, life's a gift. This is a weird time. We can easily get off track but like try to enjoy life and be happy as best you can well a trick from radio this is what we call a segue something that is not a risk is what we're drinking in front of us not at all and then please describe what you were so kind to bring in we we've been talking about alex and upright all day we might as well drink some of their yeah shout out to those guys so this is one of my favorite beers um this is what we have here is a crowler of the 2019 uh fantasia uh it's a peach sour beer uh it's uh this newest um iteration uh that we're drinking here um fooder uh fooder age and in barrels so it's kind of a little switch um from the open fermentation they were doing and then right into the barrels and i might have screwed up that description sorry garrett if i did um <laughs> but it's just a lovely <coughs> beer uh the baird uh, family orchards bring the peaches down every year just meeting the family when that was one of my favorite days when i worked there is yeah unloading the peaches and filling the barrels and you know um but it's just for me um it hits all the points i like about a sour beer it's got a little lacto a little brett um it's, i haven't given a sip yet i think i think I, i've taken a sip of this i think what i like about this and this is just the testament to to the upright crew is the balance of it it's not overly acidic it's not overly tart 
It you know I I I personally can't drink those like rare barrel type sours. You know you. some 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 of that older Degard stuff was like that. Cascades notorious for it. Yeah. Of just that really jowl clenching. It's not my cup of lacquer off your teeth. Yeah, it's hard for me to enjoy it. I love beer. I want to be able to drink a lot of it. I had to come to the conclusion <clears throat> that like, um, I wanted to like scotch. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of scotch. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I loved sour beers, but my first introduction to sour beers were some of those more kind of like a just almost a palate destroyer for me. Like, yes, just, it, it was a shock to my system and like any new thing, you have to get used to it. But these um, I really like the mix of like the lacto and the bread. And the other thing I would say about Upright that I love is a lot of other breweries would be cranking beers like this out and pushing them sooner. Um, not maybe not so much here in Portland, but I love that Alex and Garrett and Neil and formerly Bobby, miss you, Bobby, all take uh, their time with their beers. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's um, I also like how much it tastes like every other year. They're a oh, little bit different, a, but it's got that got like, a main consistency to it. I feel like you know, I because well, um, you can go either way. You can be like, oh, I liked, you know, I like that they went this direction in mm-hmm. eighteen. But I miss the 17 direction, but it's kind of the little more consistent. You kind of know what you're getting into every year. And one thing I do say, I wish <clears> I had a more nuanced palate. I'm sure there's some other people that would be able right to with you, run man. rings around me as far as like. They try to claim I'm the expert on this podcast. And I'm like, guys, you are kidding me. Like, well, if, you work in a beer industry. Yeah, but if you took the 70 pre-COVID, the 70 plus people that work for, our, or not 70, the 150 people that work for our company, I'd be lucky to hit maybe 50th best palate. Mm-hmm. If I was lucky, I was so. And that counts all our like non-beer drinking, like back of house people that don't really care about beer, or you know some of our admins that might not drink a ton of beer. Like maybe. No, it's it's something I've worked on. I'm a mouth breather, man. I have trouble breathing from my nose. I think I'm a dummy. I've never heard anyone call them like. No, like I literally have a hard. It's important to be able to like breathe through your nose properly, (laughs) and I've always had like allergies and everything else, and it's just a. I think it interferes with my palate. Well, I was a smoker for years and years. That'll I mean, I, kn- I know that's a big shocker when you hear this voice, you know, but I've... <clears throat> over smoky the, voice. Yeah, over, like over, the, over the last probably year or two, you know, I've really dialed back on the smoking, like, oh, you know, damn, you. damn near non-existent. Good. You know, it, it's here and there. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. It's here and there. But uh, what it's done for my beer palate has been phenomenal yeah and and you know again not you know i'm just surrounded by amazing people yeah that they say oh i get this and you're like what but it's, it's also just trying it and really like diving into it you know ryan over at uh bailey's like i was always impressed i see him come in and he was i would see him sit and like really take it serious like he w- s- when he was training for his uh <clears throat> for his sister and it was impressive to watch you know? i've i've seen him at bridgetown before when he was and it was during <clears throat> while he was studying and i'd walk in and i could see that he had like a couple beers in front of him and he had his laptop open and you knew instantly like ryan takes that stuff yeah, very don't talk seriously to him. He's and busy. i just kind of looked at him and kind of gave him a little heyo and like 35 minutes later something like that he was like hello how are you? Because, yeah. you know, he's so calm and soft-spoken. Yeah. And just brilliant guy. Smart guy. I felt really lucky, like, a couple years ago, Shilpi had me taste something, and he's like, what are you tasting? I'm like, and I was like, I think it's acidulated malt. And when he said yes, like, I, f- I ran around like I'd won the World <laughs> Series with a week. I was like, I tasted something right in a beer that was not, like, the easiest answer for 
my you know I, I had a fun moment like that. I was uh I used to sit in on tasting panel when I ran the tap room in Milwaukee. I used to sit on tasting panel once a week and we would drink our beers and we would drink other people's beers and we'd test, you know, the same batch at this day, this day and this day, just you know, quality assurance basically. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we had some old beer we had some old beer that had been sitting around and we were like, Well, what are we gonna do? We got like four kegs of this, what are we gonna do? And we pulled it out, and everybody was like, this is awful. This is awful. It got to me, and I was like, I don't know. I get some really nice kind of raisiny thought of I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember being like, I, I think if you do something right with this, this could be pretty good. Like maybe frozen distillation, because we were like messing around with frozen distillation at mm -hmm. the time. And I was like, maybe you do something like that. And then it came to the next person. They were like, this is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> and then I got to Ben Edmonds, and he goes, you know, I agree with Patrick on this. And it was just like, hell. Yeah, man. Hell, I just walked around the yeah. tap room that day. Yeah. Customers are walking up. How are you today? I am ben excellent. Like How are a big you? Old beer brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am excellent. Yeah. How are you today? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so that's fun. Uh, upright. So let let's use a little bit of this time. I mean, we're going longer, but I don't care. Mike's not here. He's always like, we got to be an hour. And oh, like, okay. we can do whatever we want. Um, one thing that I love about about upright is. I think what's really cool about them is the below the radar on top of the consistency, on top of the fact that if you're in the know, you know. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it's literally like, below it's like the radar with the basement. You know? Yeah, it's like a secret place that we all know about, mm -hmm. and we can go there, and rarely is it super busy. Unless I mean, it's a Blazer game or – yeah. But yeah. No, it's and it's it's a really it's Not one of the last experiences like where you're like you're in the brewery. Like yeah. you're it's one of the last places I know where you can be just kind of in the guts of the brewery. Mm -hmm. Um and uh yeah, I think it's a really for me, like no disrespect to my bar. Mm -hmm. When I got hired there and I had just come back from Texas and I was worried I was out of the beer scene. It's my favorite room I've ever poured beer in to that basement. That's awesome. Just like the vibe and like again, I'm really good friends with all the guys over there, you know, like it just it like felt like home again. Do you think that had to do? Do you think that has to do with? Wow, the peach in this tastes so good, and it's not killing me. No, it's not. It's it's a really lovely little beer. Sorry, I just like was like I just took a big sip and went, oh, there we go. Did you get this on draft recently? I'm like, no, but you can get it on draft at Lombard House in the coming weeks. Hey I'm getting a king, <laughs> Lombard House beer <coughs> on Instagram. Uh, come visit us uh, Thursday through Sunday in the next couple weeks. I will post when we get it on, but it's coming on soon. Um, my question to you with when pouring it upright, because I think I've got a, a semi-similar story. Do you think when you say that's your favorite place you've ever poured? I think I know the answer to this, but I'm still going to ask the question anyway. I'm a top journalist here, you know. Do you think it has to do with the beer, the environment, the clientele? Or all of the above? I would say all of the above in, like, no disrespect to the clientele, but it's mostly, like, my relationship with the guys. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the – and also I think it was the one place where I was, like, I work one day a week. Mm -hmm. And as a guy who, like, I didn't know anyone, so I was able to just, like, hey, man, how's it, it – it made me, as a guy who rambles on, like, ramble on too much as a bartender. Like, yeah. hey, what can I get you? Yeah. Here's these beers. But I really – I loved how passionate, like – passionate beer drinkers like you said like maybe it's not on the like top you know if you read like portland magazine it might not pop up but like 
far and away knowing some of the best brewers in the country and then watching people come in and really knowing like if you don't like these beers they're probably not for you yep then these beers they're are not for you they're just not for you it doesn't mean like you're wrong but these are great and just yeah and just knowing how much they care about the process and i've always loved that alex people always ask him like well how are you gonna expand and he's like i don't want to <laughs> complicate my life i just i'm just pretty happy with where yeah. i am he says like make it fun and grow and it, it reminds me it reminds me like i'm in the same boat as you um no disrespect to where i come from i was offered the bar manager position at south end and there is there's definitely kind of a, a, a sexiness about that job. We're an R&D spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like the big, you know, pretty girl you take to the dance for a lack of conversation. But, you know, I spent two years in Milwaukee, and especially in the old tap room before we got the remodel, you get regulars that, you know, are only going to drink cider and are only going to drink Coors, and that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But then you got people that come in, and they're like, look, don't disrespect me. Like, they just – it's the number one thing I will – if I were to leave Breakside tomorrow, if I were to leave Breakside in five years, the, the two years I spent in Milwaukee were pretty special. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me what you're reminding me of. And again, I think it ties into what we were saying earlier about like, I really just respect how much work, science, knowledge, and like the day-to-day of being a brewer is a lot of fastidious repetition, doing things right, not uh, scatterbrained much as I wish it was because I care for that and mm-hmm. the, the love that I get by how close this is to home and how happy I am that I'm here man we're lucky people yeah absolutely we're lucky people uh, again I'm joined here with Brian Cook owner and operator of Lombard House it's on uh, Lombard just outside the east is this on the east side of St. John's so yeah we're, you turn in? we're like most people know <coughs> St. John's is like the downtown swing yeah you kind of you, you take that swing in yeah. on Lombard we're at 7337 North across from the food station mm-hmm. which is nice because you can get food from the carts um they're moving the food there um yeah we're kind of uh two doors down from st michael's college can you guys tell <laughs> so sounds like very specific directions. Getting tired john is that what well I you've hear? seen the place and i'm i like that it's here yeah and it's it's beautiful uh i heard you're having live music tonight i'm having live music which is not the guy i wanted to get with <laughs> so i didn't know if you knew
Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.